0: Welcome to episode 40 of Central Intelligence Cinema. Today, we've got an intel report lined up for you, as well as a first look at the CIC's latest acquisition. What is it, you ask? I'll give you a hint. It's got bulge of steel. Take it away, Pierce. Beg your pardon, forgot to knock. <laughs>
1: Welcome to the CIC Initiating Security Clearance.
0: My name is Napoleon Solo. Bond. James Bond. Natasha Romanov. Ethan Hart. Elsa Faust. Identity confirmed. Now, pay attention, seven. Welcome to Central Intelligence Cinema, a podcast dedicated to spy movies and secret agent pop culture. Your mission, should you decide to accept it? Do you expect me to talk? I'm in- this
1: moron is giving me everything. Yeah, baby. Special agent, you're not having a very special day.
0: I... But remember, nothing ever goes according to plan. Well, do you think you're doing? The British hand up, the state will self-destruct in five seconds.
1: Recording from an undisclosed location that is in no way an arcade from the '80s. It's a Central Intelligence Cinema podcast. I'm Jason Greenberg, and with me, as always, Ben Esslinger.
0: It's a beautiful day in the undisclosed, a beautiful day in the undisclosed. Could you be mine? Would you be mine? Won't you be my agent? (laughs) Hi, agents. (laughs) How's it going, Jason?
1: (laughs) It's going good, Ben. How are you
0: today? (laughs) I'm doing real good. Or should I call
1: you Mr. Rogers?
0: (laughs) I had to throw that on you. (laughs) Agent Agent Rogers. I've been saving that one for the right moment. (laughs) But uh, yeah, welcome back to the CIC, the uh, spy movie podcast that is now 100% more baller. Pinballer, that is. Hey-o. <laughs> Hey-o. <laughs> Today, we are back for a uh, fresh new Intel report. And then after that, we're going to do a... Uh, well, there's been a uh, a new addition to the CIC family. Fresh out of Q Branch. Fresh out of Q Branch in the form of the James Bond Premium Edition pinball machine. It has made its way to the undisclosed location. Woo-hoo! And we are going to review it and uh, let you know all about it and what we like, what we... Maybe wish were slightly different, but uh, yeah, for the most part, I really like it. It's but, gonna be uh, awesome. It's it's pretty great. <laughs> but before we get into any of all that, we've got a uh, Jason. We have mail. What? People are listening to us. It can't possibly be. (laughs) I swear to God. You mean all
1: that begging, pleading, scraping? Indeed, indeed. Prostrating ourselves before
0: (laughs) the gods of the listenership? Indeed. Outstanding. Our prayers have, have been answered. I know. So we've got our first. I believe. Well, we've we've taken a couple messages before. We've
1: gotten a few here, but and there. but
0: but this is like this feels like the first official CIC mailbag. So that's exciting. Uh, a couple of agents in the field contacted us to discuss some urgent matters. <laughs> First of which uh, comes from a gentleman named Chris Ty, who sent us an email saying, Dear CIC, I'm probably not the first to mention this. but That's the- not true. <laughs> <laughs> you but, are the first. But to- <laughs> thank you for thinking that, Chris. <laughs> you are the first to mention this. <laughs> but the T is silent in Bon Mo. So Mott rhymes with snow and not with snot. <laughs> Yours, C. P.S. I enjoy the show, so do keep it up. And uh, my takeaway from that email is, he enjoys the show. Well, I like that part.
1: <laughs> I think I could go on record as saying I'm still going to mispronounce it. but Just for the help. But it just, just now just, because just a, just now because I know you're listening, Yeah, Chris, just,
0: twi- just to poke the stick. Just and twist. also
1: because I'm just an uncultured <laughs> American swine who feels like
0: every language should be
1: appropriated to what I need it to be.
0: Exactly. It's In no way is it bon mot. Bon mot. Bon mot. Bon mot.
1: I think I came up with the thing, maybe we just call it a bond mot. And then it's my own thing. And then it's like a totally different thing. And it's
0: completely Americanized. Exactly. It's like American Chinese food.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly what it is.
0: (laughs) So that's mail number one. And then uh, also, secondly, we heard on Twitter from a uh, listener, a longtime listener, actually, uh, named at Lux on Fire, who wanted to educate us on the process of caviar harvesting per our discussion uh, during part two of our review of The World is Not Enough, which we, had no clue what we were talking about. No, no,
1: no, no. <laughs> but we were pretty slap happy by the end of that marathon. Indeed, so.
0: indeed. But that uh, message is as follows. So caviar is basically removed via C-section on dead sturgeon. Exciting. Uh, removal of the ovaries or roe. There is a process in the UK where they will stun live sturgeon during breeding season and basically press the belly until eggs come out. This process makes for fresher caviar and a bigger price tag. You know
1: what? That makes me want to eat it even less than I did before. Right? (laughs) Yeah. If you thought caviar was disgusting before, wait till you find out this. I don't even care if it's Zukovsky flavored. I want nothing to do with that at all.
0: Honestly, I have had caviar. It's just really salty. That's what I hear. It it just feels like it's just a a bunch of salt. Yeah. It's just like putting mushy salt on a cracker. Mushy salt bubbles? Mushy salt bubbles.
1: Mushy salt bubbles in the world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, a hearty thank you to both Chris Ty and at Lux on Fire, uh, making us more, dare I say, scholarly every day. Don't 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 ever <laughs> don't call say the, us scholarly. Don't, don't say the S word.
1: <laughs> there ain't enough knowledge in the world to make us more scholarly.
0: Indeed. But hey, if you have something to tell us about, if you want to educate us on something or another, or just uh, get in touch and tell us what you want us to uh, review or something like that, why don't, you, why don't you get in touch? You could end up on a future Intel report, or we could review the movie that you want us to review. At email, it's uh, cicdeaddrop at gmail.com. On Instagram, it's Central Intelligence Cinema, separated by underscores, or on Twitter, at CIC Spy Pod. We're also on Facebook, so um, just search for Central Intelligence Cinema there, and you'll see the logo, our shiny, lovely logo. (laughs) Like and follow, kids. That's right. Also, uh, this is just random, but shout out to Washington State. Who knew we had such a cluster of agents listening there? Um, I just like to shout out when I see lots of downloads in this very specific area. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Same with UK, with the UK, you guys are holding it down too. So very cool. But uh, for now, I suppose we should uh, get into this here uh, intel report. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. Looking for a news story? Impress me.
1: Transmitting CIC intel
0: dossier. They'll print anything these days. They most certainly will. Um, <laughs> getting right into it. Uh, our first uh, thing on the uh, dossier here is Operation Fortune Rosteguer. <laughs> we just can't stop talking about this movie.
1: Uh, maybe it's because it's got the most ridiculously long title
0: ever. Seriously, it's 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 longer than the name of our podcast. I'm just going to start. We start uh,
1: texting back and forth about. So I'm just going to type in ruse. Ruse. That's all you need. Ruse de.
0: About to ruse. Rusda. Rusda.
1: Wanna go check out the Rusda?
0: But the uh new uh hubbub is that it actually has a solid release date. It is March third and gonna be distributed by Lionsgate here in the US. And no word yet as of a international release date. Apparently what has also been brought to light is that Operation Fortune was more likely delayed due to the distributor issues rather than that whole story about Ukrainian gangsters and yada yada yada. That probably came from just that was just probably just bad tabloid news. So um what's even
1: even seasoned
0: uh, intelligence agents such as ourselves do occasionally get spoofed by bad guys. We, we do occasionally fall for stuff like that. So, But the movie was originally going to come out via STX Entertainment before they were sold to the Najafi companies last year. And the story in Deadline about the release also mentions that Guy Ritchie's other upcoming spy movie, Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare, will also be put out by Lionsgate. Which, speaking of, uh, this is some interesting news here. Uh, Guy Ritchie has amassed quite a stockpile of pretty big talent for the cast of Ungentlemanly Warfare. At the beginning of this month, it was announced that joining Henry Cavill and Isa Gonzalez are Alan Richson, who is the star of Reacher, that big bloke, Henry Golding, which is another huge name, Henrik Zaga, who was in Beyond the Universe, Alex Pettifer, who was in Magic Mike, (laughs) and the the one and only- Wesley- Wesley, Carrie Elwes, as well as Hero Finds Tiffin, who is in the After franchise. I'm not familiar with him. Babs Olusan Mokun.
1: Say that three times fast. No
0: kidding. uh, Who is in Dune. As well as Star Trek Strange New Worlds and Till Schweiger, who was in Inglorious Bastards and Atomic Blonde. So, a shooting is reported or was reported to begin back on the 13th of this month. So, that
1: one should be interesting.
0: That's going to be a big one. I also read in that same article that they want to, well, they want to turn everything into a franchise. Right. But
1: that's where the money is these
0: days. Yeah. It'd be weird to have a. Historical franchise, but I suppose if there's enough material to mine, or I don't know, or if well, they I just think... want to, if they just want to stay in that world, because it's easier, it really is easier to make a spy film back then when tech is lower and not everything is solved with a cell phone.
1: <laughs> right. Well, it's better makes better movies. It's more expensive anytime you throw a period into whatever you're trying to sure, do. Sure. Because now right you're talking about from. costumes right. and sets, sets and, and things like that. Right. But I mean, when you think about just the title, League of Ungentlemanly Warfare, that could be something like The Kingsman, right? Right. So it and doesn't just could, have to be even, World
0: War II. It could be- You could even zip it into the- into the
1: Future, the past. Yeah. All options are available. Just Damn. please, 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 if you're going to get Ray Fiennes, don't make him <laughs> head up the movie in the past.
0: That's right. <laughs>
1: make him the bad guy. Make him something else. Just- Uh, You know, I don't know. I don't know. I like the guy, but (laughs) (laughs) I rest my case.
0: All right. Also, there's some new stuff coming up on uh, Netflix, Um, stuff that I did not see coming at all. But there's going to be two new spy-themed TV shows, both of which had trailers recently. Uh, The first one is called The Night Agent, and according to the write-up, it stars Gabrielle Basso as Peter Sutherland, a low-level FBI agent who works in the basement of the White House, manning an emergency hotline for American spies that never rings. Uh, and then, of course, a phone call comes in from a terrified civilian, Rose Larkin, played by Lucienne Buchanan. Peter must protect Rose and work with her to uncover a fast-moving and dangerous conspiracy that ultimately leads all the way to the Oval Office and threatens the country. Of course it does. Created it in does. show run by Sean Ryan, who did SWAT and The Shield, the 10-episode series comes out March 23rd. And okay. the teaser the teaser did look pretty cool, so...
1: So basically, it's Jumping Jack Flash without Whoopi Goldberg or any humor.
0: Right, and more action.
1: Okay, okay. <laughs> well,
0: I'll give it a shot. Yeah, sure. The second Netflix show is a bit more out there, but still very interesting. Almost, very exciting. Almost more. This. Almost more interesting than the first one we just mentioned. Absolutely. <laughs> it's the adult animation... Agent Elvis. Uh, That's right, baby. Like <laughs> of her much. Like you very much. We don't have an official premiere date. It just is supposed to be coming out in March sometime. Uh, the log line for it reads Elvis Presley trades in his jumpsuit for a jetpack <laughs> when he is covertly inducted into a secret government spy program to battle the dark forces that threaten the country he loves all while holding down his day job as the king of rock and roll. (laughs) And, to put the cherry on top, man, Elvis is voiced by Matthew McConaughey. All right, all All right, right,
1: all right. right. Give me a peanut butter
0: and banana sandwich. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to shoot some Russians. (laughs) Why did I turn into Johnny Carson just then? I don't know. It's more like a... (laughs) I'm going to shoot some Russian. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) The show was created by uh, Priscilla Presley and uh, somebody named John Eddy, who I believe just is like a... TV writer of some sort.
1: Yep. Never trust a man with two first names. That's all I got (laughs) to say.
0: (laughs) But that looks really interesting. The trailer looks great. It does.
1: This thing could be the worst thing ever I'm going to watch every day. Oh, absolutely. I don't even
0: care. Absolutely. So very excited for that. In spy adjacent news, it was disclosed the runtime of the new John Wick movie, John Wick 4, to be two hours and 49 minutes long. Double the deaths, double the fun. (laughs) Well, and there was an article that came out that you sent me about how many, what is it? Like one death per minute? He kills, (laughs) he kills, basically kills one person per minute. The kill count in the first three movies is 299 people. So what's the kill count going to be in a movie that's 249 minutes long? Well, I don't
1: know. I mean, that's an average, I think it's about an hour longer than the average John Wick Wick film. So, you know, if you take half the average deaths, that's at least 45 more people. to what he was normally doing, sheesh! it could be a bloodbath.
0: And to add some perspective for you Bond fans, that's six minutes longer than No Time to Die. So that is a long-ass movie. Yep. And does
1: John Wick die at the end of this one? Jason's prediction is yes. You think so? Yeah, why not?
0: (laughs) I was right about No Time to Die, so... Well, that would mean, though, that the the spinoffs, which he is set to appear in, would have to be Prequels. Happen the prequels. ballerina
1: one is supposed to happen during John Wick 3.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, at least that's my understanding. I don't know when ballerina is supposed to actually be released. All I know is we're getting an awful lot of John Wick in the next two years. Yeah, uh, with the uh, continental show that's coming out, that should be interesting as well.
1: Murder porn is a big thing these days. So woohoo. Now, <laughs> if we could just get Atomic Blonde 2, Electric Bugaloo, we'll be ready to go. <laughs> mm.
0: Also coming out, we found out, this is late breaking actually, there is a new CIA thriller coming out starring No Time to Die's Rami Malek called The Amateur. Also on board for this is the Slow Horses director, James Hawes. So the basic story, according to the article in Empire Magazine, is of a CIA cryptographer who, after his wife is tragically killed in a London terrorist attack, demands his bosses go after them. When it becomes clear that they won't act due to conflicting internal priorities, he blackmails the agency into training him and letting him go after them himself. So this would be Hawes's second foray into the cinematic world, as he primarily directs high-profile TV stuff, including Black Mirror, Raised by Wolves, Penny Dreadful, and Doctor Who. So, pretty good uh,
1: pedigree, I'm, I'm not going to lie.
0: Yeah, no, I'm. you get Rami Malik, you got somebody... And that sounds too because wasn't Remy Malik in Black Mirror? I so think he was in an episode. He also did Mr. Robot. So, so they might have worked together. So they might already have a chemistry. Yeah. So if that actually happens, because I mean that's just something that's been sort of penciled in, right? So to speak, we don't know for sure, you know, if it's really, really, really happening or not. But if it does happen, it'd be great. Eh,
1: it's Empire Magazine. I'm going to go with it. Probably yeah. Happening yeah. unless unless something causes it from not continuing.
0: Right. Because it sounds great. Yeah. I would watch that. Finally, uh, we did lose some remarkable people related to spy movies this past month. Um, Burt Bacharach passed away at the age of 94 on February 8th. Obviously a songwriting giant, but yep. certainly beloved for us with his cameos in Austin. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Burt Bacharach, Bacharach. <laughs> in the Austin Powers movies, as well as... Uh, Probably the best thing to come out of Casino Royale 67, the soundtrack, (laughs) because the rest of that movie, well, yeah. It's very (laughs) Niveny. Niveny, yes. I suppose Niveny ain't bad. Anyway. No. Uh, Also, we just recently lost uh, Raquel Welch. She passed away on the 15th at the age of 82, and Welch is kind of the Bond girl that got away. Um, She was originally set to play Domino in Thunderball. However, the uh, production chief at 20th Century Fox called Cubby at the 11th hour pleading to release her from her contract and then went on to sign her on a extended contract with 20th Century Fox. And then she went on to star in Fantastic Voyage instead of Thunderball. It's a great movie. It's also got a Blofeld. Does it really? Donald Pleasance is in there. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I might in have fact, to go he, back and watch that. In
1: fact, he plays the bold doctor who goes crazy. Mm. Mm. <laughs>
0: Um, And then finally, we also recently lost uh, Stella Stevens at the age of 84, and she played opposite Dean Martin in the uh, Matt Helms spy movie, The Silencers, a movie we may very well be looking at later this year. You know...
1: (laughs) Because,
0: I mean, who doesn't want to watch a spy movie where he's got a bar in his car (laughs) specifically for drinking and driving?
1: (laughs) Even James Bond doesn't have that. That's
0: right. Exactly. Uh, Stevens had... More than 100 credits to her name, including the uh, Poseidon Adventure, The Ballad of Cable Hogue, and The Nutty Professor. That would so. be the
1: original Nutty Professor, I'm assuming.
0: Yes, not the Eddie Murphy. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> So they will all be missed. But uh, that's about all we have on Intel. But uh, now let's, uh, why don't we get into our review of this uh, this year pinball machine? Yes. So for those who were in the dark prior to this episode, which we hinted at, Several times in previous episodes. And not
1: terribly subtly. Not terribly
0: subtly. You know, maybe
1: pay a little more attention if you're in the dark. (laughs) That's right. I'm not trying to criticize you tens of listeners, but (laughs) we leave clues for you. You have to follow the
0: clues. (laughs) But uh, I did recently acquire the James Bond Premium Edition pinball machine from Stern Pinball. It is the You Only Live Twice themed uh, machine. So it's got on one side of the uh, cabinet all of the posters from the Connery movies, and then on the other side is a big splash of "You Only Live Twice" artwork with uh, Connery and Little Nellie and and uh, shooting off rockets. And you see the volcano layer in the background. It's it's very nice. I yes, it is. I, I really like it. <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> I'm quite happy with my purchase. And Jason, now you have played. Two different James Bond pinball Enough. machines. What what would you say in regards to? And you just got to play mine, right? Um, and, and I and, played
1: the Doctor No one previously a couple yes. of weeks back.
0: Now the Doctor No one is the pro version, which has slightly fewer features on it. What would you? How would you rate between the two?
1: Well, I you know I think between the two, a in terms of playability, the premium model that you have is way better because <laughs> um, it's got more stuff. I mean, I hate the. Quantity doesn't necessarily equal quality, but the gameplay on the Pro model, because it was lacking some of the extra, dare I say it, bells and whistles, um, (laughs) was kind of boring and flat. I normally enjoy ones that go, wee, 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 this wouldn't have enough wee, wee, wee to keep me (laughs) occupied. Lots of gutters. And you know, you don't get the full, it's funny, you don't get the full experience at a pinball place because all the other pinball machines are going off. Sure. So I can't attest to what the sound quality was or anything compared to this one, which I could hear everything. Right. Um, But I mean, I like the cabinet design, uh, the premium better. I like all the stuff you get in it better. Mm -hmm. And I had an infinitely more enjoyable time playing yours than I did that one. Now that isn't to say that even the Dr. No one isn't the worst pinball machine I've ever played. Right. Um I think if you got if you gotta have it in your house, like some lucky people, um, <laughs> you would probably be like, oh, I like this one a lot. Um, but for anybody who is still waiting for their premium pinball machine that was thinking, hey, maybe I should have got the other one. You made the right choice. Yeah. And yeah. I'm spending your money for you, so you know I'm telling you
0: the yes. truth. Well, I certainly enjoy the gameplay of mine. I have not gone out and about to to play any of the other ones. I've only played my own, and I, I do like it a lot. I think... Uh, I love all the film clips that they show when you hit certain things, especially when it goes into, there's something called villain mode that you hit where you'll see different uh, clips from different villains, whether it's Dr. No, or there's also some clips of, of uh, your favorite Bond girl. Diamonds
1: are forever. And
0: from diamonds are forever. Yeah. So um, the one thing that I will say is I wish that, so there is something in the uh, premium and above versions, which is the jetpack which I did pay extra because I wanted the jetpack. But the sad (laughs) thing is, is even though I paid extra for the jetpack, I have yet to actually have it engaged because to make it engage, it's a really hard challenge. There's a very specific route that you have to hit the ball three times in a row in order for it to actually do its thing. And it's a really, really hard hit. You have to aim it just right to get it. And I've yet to get it. It's really frustrating. But... That aside, I will say the multi-ball uh, mode that it goes into where you hit it, there's this tower that's inside that if you hit it in there, it will hold onto the ball and then it'll give you another one. And then you get another one in there. And once you get three in there, then it goes into multi-ball mode and all chaos breaks out and the and the James Bond theme kicks in and it's real loud and heavy. And now you're hitting four or five Balls at a time, just chaos. Yeah, we, we were discussing
1: potential Bond villains, you know, like uh, three silver balls, um, <laughs> or you know, something the equivalent of Jaws. He had metal teeth. This bad guy's got metal balls. You know, something,
0: something to that effect. Kind yes. of the
1: thing you would expect the two of us to be discussing while playing pinball.
0: <laughs> exactly, but uh, I would say that as far as gameplay goes, at least for me, at least for my machine, I would say it delivers, and I am very happy with that. Now, what I will say is in, in terms of receiving the pinball machine, because I know there may be some listeners out there who may decide to give up their firstborn child like I did in order to get the machine. <laughs> they, you know, you may be thinking, maybe I can figure out a way to get a machine. I would give the recommendation that you do not go through the 07 website. Blasphemy! I know it is, it does sound like blasphemy, but if I was to do it differently, I would not have ordered directly through the 007 website, which is what I did because there is a massive lack of communication. Also, one of the big things about this is, is that all these machines, I mean, anyone who's buying one of these machines is going to live in the US. They don't even ship them to the UK. As far as I know, they're only being distributed in the United States. So, I'm ordering this thing in the United States, but I'm sending the order to a website in the UK. So then, just to give you a little bit of background, me in particular, I moved after I had placed my order for the machine. New undisclosed location. New undisclosed location. So then I had to try and get in touch with their customer service, which is not the easiest thing to do. PSM, by the way. (laughs) So it literally ended up being me calling the UK, getting up early to make sure that their customer service department was was actually open and getting in touch with them so that they could change the address and communicate that back to the United States to Stern, who was handling the order. So, (laughs) So then if that wasn't awkward enough, then getting in touch with Stern was also very difficult because I got very few emails from Stern about... Exactly when I was getting the machine <laughs> or anything. All I got was a couple phone calls from like numbers I had never seen before on my cell phone. So it was very vague when this thing was coming, when, who was going to be talking to me, who was setting it up. I had no idea who was setting it up. And I will say, too, it turned out that it was not a local uh, pinball company that came out to. Really? I thought it was going to be a, a local seller of Stern pinball machines. Yeah, distributor out here. Right. That's what I expected. What I got was a company that ships things that knows how to assemble things also. So two very nice gentlemen in a big truck came to my house and they unpacked the machine and they loaded it all the way down into the undisclosed location. Did a very good job. Now, I will say this. I will say this. I did order white glove service because I needed white glove service. So (laughs) uh, they came down. They did a very good job. Didn't leave any holes in the wall. They knew how to put it together. But once they put together the basics of it, once they could turn it on and all the lights went on and that's about all they did. I was expecting for white glove service that they would show me everything. They would show me, this is how this works. This is how this works. You're going to want to do this, this, and this. Instead, they said, here's the instruction packet. Good luck. Good day, sir. Good day, sir. And off they went. And then I had to figure out a bunch of stuff on my own. So I had to figure out where the... There was this weight. There's a... For those of you who are not real familiar with pinball machines other than the fact that pinball machines tilt, there is a weight that hangs inside a pinball machine that determines whether or not the pinball machine tilts or not. I had to insert that into the machine and find out how to install it correctly. And the diagrams that show you how to do that are not very clear. So it took me probably 10 times longer than it needed to, because I simply couldn't see where they wanted me to install this thing because the diagrams are fucking terrible <laughs> fucking terrible the pitfalls of pinball the pitfalls of pinballs. so my recommendation is if you're thinking about getting a James Bond pinball machine or any pinball machine. or any pinball machine for that matter find a local distributor to to help you out to really help you navigate especially if it's your first pinball machine like it was mine find a local person who can really kind of navigate you through the beginning of owning a pinball machine because otherwise you are truly going into trial by fire so that would be my recommendation
1: but at the end of the day you got a cool pinball machine
0: at the end of the day i got a damn cool pinball machine i love it it is it is like i predicted it is the piece de resistance in my bond collection i absolutely love it I love playing it. In fact, my wife loves playing it. So it's a great thing to do after work when we're both trying to come down from a hard day at work. It's it's a great machine. The only other thing that I will say too is just if you do think you're going to get a pinball machine, go online and Google pinball maintenance because that is a thing that exists that I'm going to have to get better at. I'm
1: just gonna interrupt and say that somebody who knows you may have pointed that out to you before you got it.
0: Oh, you absolutely did. <laughs> you absolutely did. And I thank you for that. But I'm just glad that I'm willing to, to do that.
1: <laughs> oh, it's definitely worthwhile.
0: It's absolutely worth it. It's it's, it's already great. Yeah, I, I mean, already look, love looking
1: it. Looking at it in the undisclosed location, it's one of those things. It's like when you see a car inside a building that is isn't a car dealership, right. right? It's not that you've never seen a car before, or a building, mm-hmm. but you very infrequently see a car inside a building, right? And so, yes, I've seen plenty of pinball machines, but I've never seen a pinball machine at somebody's house before. Mm-hmm. So it's got a presence that's uh, that's different. I mean, y- and you have lots of cool shit here in the undisclosed location. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, yeah. but it, it it's like the monolith in two thousand one, man. It I mean, all we need is dancing monkeys that hopefully won't throw a bone at it because you might damage <laughs> it, it. Yeah,
0: but I mean, it's it's just. You come down, and that's all it's, you see. It's there, man. Yeah. And it, it, it's you beautiful. You instantly to
1: know somebody here likes James Bond. Yes. <laughs> There's no... There's no doubt.
0: No doubt at all. So if you have the money and you can deal with the upkeep, I highly recommend it. It's, it's wonderful. So choice. It's so choice. <laughs> you knew where I was going I with that. I knew where that. you were going with that. <laughs> but uh, that is about all we have for this, uh, this Intel report. But please be sure to like, follow, subscribe, and most especially... Review the podcast on your favorite provider because you know what we love, Jason? We love them sparkling, glowing five-star reviews. We certainly do. Because those glowing, sparkling five-star reviews are what gets us seen faster when people search for material like us. And let's face it.
1: We're, we're kind of our own deal in this little universe. You know, we're kind of a big deal.
0: <laughs> we're kind of a big deal in the pseudo-comedy uh, spy review stuff thing. <laughs> That's right. Dude. And uh, if you like listening to the CIC... If you're a listener. If you're a listener and you enjoy the things that we do, the inane, idiotic (laughs) things that we do, and you want to show off your love of the CIC to friends or family or whatever, we have a merch store. We do. We do. And all you have to do to get there is at the bottom of the description of all of our episodes, there's a link to our merch page. So uh, why not check it out? We've got t-shirts and mugs and iPhone cases, all sorts of cool shit. So, but that is, I believe everything for this one. I think so. Yeah, but for now, I'm Ben. And I'm Jason. And the CIC will return with more missions, more martinis, and more multiballs. <laughs>